we would like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the country throughout Australia from which we conduct our podcast. We would like to pay our respects to their elders, past, present and emerging. Hey guys, welcome back to Beers and Tears. Today we are joined with one half of Boo Seeker. How are you today? I'm fantastic. It's Friday. It's a legitimate excuse to crack a beer. Exactly. (laughs) For sure. Um, Well, well, he's gone. He's on it. Go for it. Cheers. Cheers, everybody. Cheers, man. Um, so you guys have been together for like seven, what, seven years now? Yeah. Shit, been that long? Maybe. Uh, <laughs> I think. Time flies. <laughs> I think five and a half, I think. Five and a half Oh, years. five and a half. All right, gotcha. Well, um, how did you guys come together? Well, there was a, um, another guy before Michael um, that I started the band with and basically, long story cut short there, I met Sam two hours before um, he decided to join the band with me, basically. And he, we met through a mutual friend. He was about to sign a cadetship to be a pilot and then kind of just went, ah, stuff it. My parents are going to hate me, but I'm going to go and turn down this uh, cadetship and join this band with you. So he, um, me and him just basically went ham for the first three and a half years all around Australia. And I think it kind of blew up a lot quicker than what we were anticipating. So that was, uh, that was an amazing three and a half years with Sam. And then um, Sam is now happily married and just had his first kid. And I'm so stoked for him. Um, And Michael's been with me for the last uh, two years now. And it's just chaos with Michael all the time, and it's great. Awesome. How um, how'd you meet Michael? Um, well, we found we figured out we totally didn't like remember or know, but apparently we used to work at Boost Juice together when we were like fourteen. No way. And had to <laughs> do that, and then I don't I don't know like I knew of Michael through friends and whatnot but for whatever reason i had his number in my phone and i just thought i wonder if this guy's still playing music and just gave him a call and well, we were in bali at the time when i was looking for someone else to join the band with me and he um he kind of thought it was the most random phone call ever he kind of thought he was getting pumped and then um i was like no i legitimately want you to join the band if you can and then like basically the rest is history Sick. And where did Boo Seeker come from? Like, how, where's I've, where? I've never, you? I've never told anybody ever. Really? No one knows. No really? one knows the uh, the meaning behind Boo Seeker. So I, I like hearing, I like hearing what people make up of Boo Seeker. So the first thing that comes to your head, what do you reckon? Come up with the most weirdest I, thing. I, <laughs> I just think of like hide and seek. I like Boo. I don't know. <laughs> Perfect. And then, and then that's it. I love it. All right. Well, <laughs> so when did you start like playing music? Um, I've been surrounded by music like my whole life. I didn't um, like 
my dad played a little bit of guitar when he was growing up, but basically just like my massive lovers of music. So instead of watching the TV, we were always listening to like records and stuff like that. So that was probably the first time that I got into music. And then they bought me like a secondhand guitar from like a, a pawn shop um, when I was eight and just kind of figured it out how to play guitar myself. I'm actually left-handed, but the, they didn't know I was left-handed at the time. So I figured out how to play guitar right-handed. So that's in itself. And then I was in a band in school and none of us wanted to sing. So one of the dads um, told us that we should just draw straws and whoever short, got the short straw had to learn how to sing. And that was me. So I kind of owe my whole, my whole singing career to a straw, to be quite honest. <laughs> What other instruments do you play? Oh, I'm like a pawn of all trades. It's not even a jack of trades, I think. I'm, I'm like, play a little bit of this and a little bit of that, but anything I can get my hands on, I'll, I'll make music out of. I'll make music out of the old pots and pans if I have to. I love it. Yeah, sure. Do you, how did you get into, um, like, the kind of production side of things? The band that I was in prior to Boo was more kind of more up the beautiful girls jack johnson ben harper all that kind of um kind of roots acoustic kind of stuff um but there was a guy in the band called luke who introduced me to a lot of stuff like um moby and massive attack and stuff like that so i kind of had a a, a love of that kind of electronic music for a while and when that band ended I, I wanted to keep going with music, but I, I didn't particularly want to have the same sound. So I just thought, hey, I'm going to try this um, this electronic thing. And at that time, I didn't have any, you know, I didn't have a studio. I didn't have any kind of equipment to, to do it. So Kingdom Leader, the first song I actually wrote, I wrote on the on Garage Band on, on my phone and then took that into a studio and then kind of made it sound a lot better than what Garage Band is. Um, yeah. But yeah, just kind of got in it from there, and then I'm just like really lucky and honoured to be surrounded by a lot of um, great producers and people that are in the electronic scene now. So yeah, just kind of still learning every day, basically for sure. Nice. And so you've just released a new single with Goldling, um, "Don't Waste Your Love." Um, how did this collaboration kind of like come to be, and where did this song come from? What's it about? Man, I'm. I'm to have done a song with with those guys they're so cool like we call them they're definitely like some of our closest friends now um half the reason why we got to um get to know golding is matt bartlam who is actually the producer for the second boo record he's half of golding so we were kind of getting insights on this music he was always showing us hey i'm in this in this um project called golding you, you know can i show you some of our tracks and showed us this stuff that he's um, him and Jay are going to release in the near future and I was just blown away by it. So I wanted to meet Jay, the lead singer, and me and him went and had a bottle of wine with each other in at his house and we were in a studio and kind of just talking about everything that was the last two years of our lives. And then I guess as songwriters do, we kind of decided to try to write a song and it literally like happened in 15 minutes. Jay had, a, Jay had the line, don't waste your love, because I can't feel a goddamn thing. Um, and then we just kind of ran with it. And then literally in 15 minutes, we were sending Matt a, a demo of, 
of Don't Waste Your Love. And then we kind of stuffed up all the plans for our management and our, our label because we were about to put out the first song of the album. And then we are like, no, nah, we kind of want to put this out now. So plans changed and Don't Waste Your Love bloomed with the golding. So we're stoked. I think, I think it's a great song. You know, it was, it was um, a bit of a, not too far from what I guess Boo does, but a little bit probably poppier to what Boo usually does. And like, I love pop music. I, you know, I think a lot of bands kind of seem to, uh, you know, think pop music's uncool, but I think pop music's incredible. So I, um, yeah, I thoroughly enjoyed the whole process with Jay and Matt. It was, it was great. Yeah, it's a the- banger of a tune. <clears throat> Thank you. Have you had the chance to like play it live with them at all yet? We haven't played the song live yet. Um, we were hoping to fly them up to, we've got to go to Darwin next week to play a festival up there. It's probably one of the best Australian lineups that I have seen in a very long time. Like it's literally, there's not one band on there that I, I don't know. Um, and we were hoping to fly them up for that, but I don't know what's actually going to happen with that festival now because we've just had this outbreak of COVID in Sydney and a lot of the bands are from Sydney. So I don't know if that's going to get postponed which is right. just the, I feel like that's the normal now. You get so close to doing a gig and then someone decides to get COVID and then it's all over in a matter of two seconds. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. What festival is it? It's called Bass in the Grass. So we, oh, we got, I've seen that. Yeah, it's so, it's honestly, the lineup is incredible. Um, we were up in Darwin December last year. We got to play a, a festival up there um, before the year was out. And honestly, I don't even think they know what the word COVID is up in Darwin. It's like just <laughs> actually though. It is. It's insane. Like it, we we had to do all these sit down concerts and stuff at the back end of the year, and then we fly to to Darwin, and there's ten thousand people on shoulders and just going absolutely ham. Like That's you guys awesome. even world or what? <laughs> uh, yeah, I know. Literally, where are you based right now? We're in the Gold Coast. So oh, no. we, moved, we moved here to get the second record done. So um, we were coming for two weeks and we haven't left since uh, Boxing Day. So we're... <laughs> you enjoying your time there? Sorry, brother? Enjoying your time there? Yeah, we are. Like we, we kind of came into the whole process wanting to just get this record done really quickly and get it out this year. But with everything going on um, with releasing music and I guess putting out an album last year and especially at the first half of this year, it's just really hard because you can't tour it. You can't go out and play it to your crowds and stuff like that. So our, our plans are constantly changing and we've kind of pushed back the album. So we're, um, we're just writing more music. We're just literally like, we've got an album definitely coming out, but it's just not stopping us from writing more songs. So I think we'll probably release two, two albums pretty quickly next to each other. So just for why I can, why we're not on the road. I'm just here getting it all done. Yeah, for sure. Did you find that like during like peak COVID season isolation um, that you were more or like less creative in terms of writing and stuff? <laughs> I'll tell you what I got really good at is drinking. Like <laughs> way, better, way better than I was before COVID came on. I thought I had a high tolerance to alcohol before <laughs> COVID kicked and man, it's just gotten out of control now. Um, <laughs> I, I think 
I think I think the first initial shot was kind of really shit and kind of put not not only us but I, I think like the whole industry just didn't know what to do. Um, you know, we were planned to go to the US twice and Europe twice last year. Obviously, we couldn't do that. Um, couldn't do any shows in Australia, so I think there was that first initial just really bummed and probably was a bit flat. And then I guess probably everybody in the industry was like, well, we've got nothing else to do. So, you know, it's, it's time to write. So, I mean, there's only, there's only so many songs you can write about COVID though. I'll tell you that much. So sure. I, I, yeah, I, I, I've gotten more creative, I guess, to the, the back end of last year and into this year. I kind of like, I like chaos in my life to write about. I, I like being constantly just living an abnormal life and kind of always on the move. So kind of having to bunk down for so long in one spot, I was just literally going mental. I was losing. But, um, but yeah, I mean, all this music that we're writing now has come out of COVID, so it's, it's probably a good thing. It's probably been a good thing for Bill as well to have that time off too, right, because – we just constantly, constantly tour. We can't, we can't help ourselves. We just love going out and playing live. So um, we were, we're always getting asked to write more music, but we always seem to pick touring over writing more. So it's probably been good for our management and our label to have us actually pinned down for a reason to write. So it's been good. Yeah. Do you prefer like the live essence of playing your songs over recording? I'm get, I feel like I'm enjoying the, the recording process a whole lot more. Um, it's, it's been a good experience for me to spend plenty of time in the studio. Um, the first record that we did, we recorded that literally you know, on a laptop um, around the world and then we'd be coming back to Australia in between tours with the first producer and Pritchett and kind of laying it down. So I think for me that recording process was kind of my ideal scenario because I was constantly on the move. Um, but with this one, we're just constantly every day, like nine to five in the studio. And if there's one thing I hate in life is the sound of my own voice. I freaking hate my <laughs> So it's been, it's been a good test for me to like have to literally listen to myself every day in a studio. Um, so I, think I, I, I think I'm enjoying the process a whole lot more than I used to. Um, but there's just something about getting on stage and and playing. It's not even. It's not even. I mean, obviously, I love playing in front of people, but it really is just that uh, expression for myself to kind of let let all the energy out and and kind of forget about all the crap going on in my life, kind of thing when I get on stage. So I definitely enjoy playing live, probably more than I do being in a studio. For sure. I can see that. It's, there's more people there as well to vibe off. It's a better environment. Yeah. And I think especially with like electronic music as well, it's just like the live aspect of it is so strong. It's like, it's such a part of the music, um, you know? Yeah. And, and I think the other thing that we've kind of really loved is, I mean, especially when we first started, the first few songs that we brought out in the first record, you listen to it and it's pretty mellow when, when you first listen to it. But Michael and I just go pure ham on stage. Like you think that we're playing in some rock band or, you know, something or other. So, um, 
yeah, I, I like the I like the performance side of things mm-hmm. and seeing how, getting that feeling that I used to get when I was in the crowd. Like when I used to go and see my favorite bands and they play my favorite songs and I'm singing, you know, top of my lungs and enjoying every moment of it. It's it's quite an honor and an amazing experience to be on the other side of that and giving people the same experience that I used to have. So yeah, it's it's great. I, I do miss playing live a lot for sure. For sure. And I always wonder, do you guys, do you listen to, in your own spare time, do you listen to electronic music or do you just listen to a completely different genre? Well, two things. One, when I'm writing a record, I don't listen to music, which is, really? um, yeah. So I don't want to get influenced by anything. Mm. I, I think if, if I listen to something too, too many times, um, I'll, I'll want to write a song like that. So I try to, if I do listen to music, I, I tend to, when I'm in the writing process, stay away from listening to full-length albums and I'll kind of be more on a shuffle kind of vibe. Mm. Um, but, I mean, I do enjoy putting on like, kind of going back to the old classics, I guess, like um, listen to like Pink Floyd and Led Zeppelin and Cat Stevens and just all that stuff that's probably so far from what we but. In saying that as well, like there's a lot of influence that still comes from those records, but I also just enjoy going on just a full YouTube adventure and just trying yeah. to find like bands that I've never heard of. Down the rabbit like, hole of YouTube. A hundred percent. It's like a vortex, man. You start yeah. and you just like, yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> fucking like, awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's kind of like a happy medium for me at the moment listening to music. I kind of I, I like listening to the radio because there's obviously constantly just different stuff coming on, um, but yeah, I do try to stay away from listening to too much of the same stuff when I'm writing a record. Yeah, nice. And so, wanted to chat a little bit about the music video that you guys just released. My <laughs> lord, <laughs> so, it's cool. A uh, bit uh, strange. Um, I'm going to need a shot before we talk about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I felt like I had a shot after watching it. <laughs> um, uh, who came up with that idea? Well, where do I start with this? Basically, what happened was we we were running out of time to do a film clip and we were, like, trying to think of how we could get extras and all that kind of thing we're like man we're just running out of time to get like 20 extra people to come and shoot this clip and one of the guys was like why don't we get mannequins and we were like yeah great idea now i'm not entirely sure why they stayed naked and that's probably the thing about the whole clip um yeah. but uh, yeah it's been it's uh, like i like it like it, it's cool it's kind of like an art piece um yeah yeah i, I, I tell you what it's it's a strange feeling spending 10 hours in a room with naked mannequins it's it's a bizarre, it's a bizarre <laughs> thing but um to be quite honest there's not really there wasn't a, a, a legit reason why we did that but it's been cool listening to people come up with their own concepts of why why they're there and why they're naked and well you know not even the naked part that's not even really something that comes up it's more listening to the lyrics and then going hey is there a connection between, you know, people almost being um, 
you know, stale in, in the public when you're partying or, you know, not really caring or not really listening. So it's been cool kind of listening to people put concepts about the clip together. But we definitely went into it with no plan whatsoever. It's like it's like the name, up to interpretation, you know? Yeah, exactly right. And I think that's the coolest thing about music. Music is art, you know? Like I think if you kind of sit out there and completely tell them what the story is about, it doesn't leave anything to the imagination. So I think... You know, when it comes to lyrics, especially for myself when I write for Boo, but also when I wrote with Jay, Don't Waste Your Love, even though the matter of what that song means to me and Jay, we wanted to write it in a way that not necessarily people are going to grasp hold of that and they can make up their own their own um, interpretation of it. So, yeah, it's, it's hard. It's like looking at an abstract painting and it might mean one thing to somebody and completely different to another. So, you know, I think yeah, that's the... I definitely agree. Yeah, I think that's just the great thing about art in itself, you know? Yeah, and, you yeah. know, it's the same as... You know, I've had some people say some weird shit about <laughs> our songs. Like, I don't know how you got there, but, I mean, I'm all for it. So, <laughs> um, yeah, it, it's... Um, yeah, back back to the mannequins. Not really sure why they were there. <laughs> but they are. And that's like a cool video. Yeah, it's a sick video. Yeah, it's it's cool because it's, yeah, it's not something you usually see as well, and it's not like usual music video type stuff, which is always. The thing awesome. was though, we we got it basically got blocked by YouTube like six times. Really, like indecent exposure. <laughs> and I was like, oh, no, really? So. <laughs> Basically, one's really seen it because it's been blocked on YouTube for so long. <laughs> oh my god, that's hilarious! Wow. Um, so what is in store for you guys? You mentioned an album. Is that like pretty much finished, mid-finished, in the middle of the work? Well, it it was finished, and then I decided to go. I honestly drive my management or me and Michael drive our management nuts because with all this extra time that's been going on, they had picked the album of, the, of songs or the demos for the album and they were recorded. And then I decided to go back in the studio and record another 12 different songs. So um, we're sitting there with, with two records now um, and we're just kind of, with everything still going on in the world and everything going on with COVID, but kind of everything that we've released up until now, they were going to be songs on a record, and now they're just going to be standalone singles. They're not going to be on a on a piece together. Um, so we're going to let "Don't Waste Your Love" kind of have some breathing space for maybe another month or two, and then we're going to drop um, the first song of the album that's going to come later later in the year, very early next year. So we just want to get it back to a point where we can get back out there and, and play play the music again. So I just don't think there's any rush. I think there's just, yeah. you know, putting out music. The um, I just got told what was going to be the next the next single actually yesterday. Um, so it's going to be very interesting to see what people think of the next the next single because it's very different to anything else that we've put when out. Do you, when do you think it's going to come out? They'll probably shoot me for telling you, but I think it's going to be June 30. Beautiful. Right. Excited. Very excited. So, yeah, let, let us know. Like, definitely let us know what you reckon of the next one because it's, um, 
I, I'm somewhat scared, yet somewhat very intrigued to see what people are going to think of this next one. Yeah, you've got so me intrigued. <laughs> I, I, I think it'll make people the the two singles that that's going out next. I think probably what everyone thought Boo was about. I think it's going to flip that on its head. So it's um, nice. I'm looking at yeah. what people, yeah. Sweet, Kinas. And you mentioned you've got um, the Darwin gig coming up if that happens. Do you have any other shows coming up? We do. We had, um, well, there's a touring festival called For the Love and that was supposed to happen, I think, in February, but that, that got postponed. Um, so I think that's August, September. And Are then... In Melbourne as well, hey? Sorry? Is that happening in Melbourne as well? Melbourne, yeah. yeah. And... Again, don't know if I should be saying it, but fuck it, I'm going to say it anyway. We're uh, we're going to tour September, October on the first two singles of the the album, oh, and then yeah. we're going to do um, probably a festival run at the end of the year, and then release the record, and then we're going to go ham for the album. So I've been coming up with coming up. Michael thinks it's the most cringeworthy thing he's ever heard me come out of my mouth, but I'm campaigning 2020 boo. Yeah. yeah, fuck yeah. Isn't it just perfect? I'm like, man, let's do it. That's so good. I come up with, I'm like, bro, I'm running it. <laughs> Love that. Love fuck that. yeah, fuck yeah. Well, yeah, we're super keen. To, we'll probably see you guys down the track at some point in Melbourne or wherever the hell we are. Catch your gig live. We're super keen for all that. And the next single... And your recent single's awesome and you guys are killing it. So, yeah. Uh, thanks so much for, for the chat. And we'll, we'll definitely be in Melbourne. I mean, Melbourne has always held a very special place to, to our heart. And, I mean, Melbourne's so good to us. Like, every time we, we come to Melbourne, you guys pack it out. So, are you guys from Melbourne? Oh, that's that's yeah. right, yeah? Yeah. So, yeah, Melbourne was the first show we ever played. Um Back in the day, we played the Corner Hotel with Kim Churchill. That was our first ever show. Oh, nice. So to kind of be sitting there now, and I think we've sold out like nine shows at the at the Corner. So like when I think back at back in the day when that was our first ever show, and I was absolutely shitting myself. We only had Kingdom Leader and a rough demo of Deception Bay, and me and Sam were literally making up songs on stage to try <laughs> to get through the music. Um, yeah, so to, to kind of feel that Melbourne has been there uh, since day one with us, it's, it's yeah, definitely definitely a place that holds a, a big part of our hearts for sure. Amazing. Well, we usually like to do a bit of a cheers at the end of our episodes, so cheers. I'm going double. Cheers. Double. Hey. Cheers. Cheers. Thank you so much for joining <laughs> us today. It's been a fucking pleasure having yeah, you on. Yeah, it was awesome. Thanks so much for uh, for chatting and supporting the industry, and you know, keeping keeping uh, talking about Australian music alive because it's uh, it's been a hard year. So without you guys, yeah. you know, the word wouldn't be getting out about Australian live music. So thanks so very much for your support. Mm-hmm.